What's up, everything? It's been five games since we last spoke, and the Blues are in playoffs form. Sort of. At least they're officially in the playoffs, thanks to the Colorado Avalanche, whom they then thanked by beating them tonight. It was 90s night tonight at the Enterprise Center, which prompts us to tell you, if you want to be our lover, you gotta get with our podcast. So let's get started, and let's go Blues! Welcome back, everyone. This is the Two Guys No Cup podcast. It is Monday, April Ooh. 1st, and that's no fool, and we are here tonight uh, <laughs> recording for you after a long hiatus, one of our longest, our longest in-season ever, I mm-hmm. think, probably. Well, other than when you were overseas and we had to get some friggin' scab like Justin to fill in. That was a year ago. That was. It was right at this time, you yeah. were in Japan. That's cool. Yep. Um, welcome back. How are you feeling? Yeah, thanks. Uh, you know, konnichiwa <laughs> and all the rest. Good, good. You were gone this time. You left our it's fair podcast <laughs> this time. <laughs> yeah, I got a, uh, I've been working a new job for two weeks. And one week ago, I got a text message on Saturday morning that said, Hey, are you free to come to Houston for a conference? And I thought about it, and I was like, Well, I'm sure not doing anything next weekend, so sure. And then I went, and that's where I was, Mm -hmm. and it was bizarre. I just, I I work in a world now in which I do not belong. <laughs> I work amongst people, What what's the word I'm trying to think of? Successful? Successful people? <laughs> and uh, it's very bizarre. I, I met this guy this weekend who is, uh, he was a CIA agent, a spy, just a straight up, like, a, just a straight up and down spy for seven years. Don't worry, I'm allowed to say this. He doesn't have to kill me or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and he now, he's now starting this business where he, uh, it's called Everyday Espionage, and he, um... Great name. Cool name, I agree. And he's trying to basically teach the skills he learned in the field, presumably other than torture, uh, to try and help people (laughs) succeed in their day-to-day lives, you know, with like negotiating for cars or just being more self-aware, those sorts of things. And he's a really cool guy. Uh, He did a a pretty successful Reddit Ask Me Anything, so some of you may have come across that at some point. Um, But yeah, he's a cool guy. I was with, um, so I work in the, in the like stock trading world now, which is the furthest possible thing from where I belong. Folks, and he I... has his hair slicked back now. <laughs> He's wearing a suit. Greed, for lack of a better word, is good. <laughs> and um, it's just like, it's so... I haven't gotten used to people talking the way people in this world talk. I heard a guy today talk about how he offered a sale on a lifetime lifetime subscription to his products, and he was a German, and so he said in a German accent, he said the first time it was really successful. It 
got about $90,000 in sales in one day. And the second <laughs> time, it was only a little successful. It got $45,000 of sales in one day. And I just wanted to stand up and scream across the table, you made $135,000 in two days of the same year, and you're complaining. It's just bizarre. Small potatoes. That same guy, he's a fantastic and smooth... Uh, tall german cowboy and he uh he was he was talking about at, at this little cocktail party we have which again i do not belong at a cocktail party at all did you um, bring your dress i did it was it was beautiful <laughs> it was a disaster <laughs> all the dames were very pleased to see me join their number um but he was talking about the service that united provides where he's like the second tier customer mm -hmm. and by second tier i mean he flies first class for free pretty much all the time and occasionally gets handwritten notes from the pilots thanking him for his loyalty but what he was upset about was that he was not part of the first tier customer which is an invite only group that he has not yet been invited to where apparently and i am not making this up they will if you need to transfer planes they will drive a luxury car like a bmw mm. or a mercedes not to the airport, but to your gate and pick you up on the tarmac and drive you to your other plane, which to me seems very illegal, but apparently <laughs> I guess United can do it. And he was really upset that he wasn't in that club yet, but he was checking his day mail every day for the membership. So that was my weekend. <laughs> he was expecting. Two days of feeling very inadequate and feeling like a kept woman as these much more successful people lavished their money. Money upon me. I danced and sang for all the sirs, and it was a great time. How was your weekend, Ian? I, I thought I could kind of picture what happened, but now <laughs> I can't picture it at all. I mean, it was nothing like the last few seconds of that, but the rest of it, mm. very true. All of that was a social media conference, by the way, which should be the nerdy side of the business. Ooh, were there influencers there? Oh, God, yes. <laughs> the teacher himself was an influencer. Oh, thank goodness. Mm, so influency. <laughs> I was deeply influenced. He was very charismatic and popular, and I would have joined this sense. cult at a moment's notice if he'd asked, but he didn't. Good guy. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> you could have been swept up in all the grandeur of a cult. <laughs> but he didn't ask. Mm. He didn't ask. He only asked for $40,000 and a gallon of my blood. Like, you sound a little disappointed. <laughs> he didn't Just ask. a little bit, yeah. I didn't get, get my opportunity. Yep, the robes. I was fitted for robes, so that's all. <laughs> that's that's as far as I got. Um, God, where do we go from there? Any any highlights from your weekend? Um, I saw a waitress the at musical. the Fox Theater. It was uh, what's her name in it? Sarah Varellis? Probably not. No. So you know more about it than I uh -huh. did. You're like, Only yeah, of because course I, I did. love Sarah Bareilles. Mm -hmm. So is my girlfriend. Mm. She loves her. She's not going to write you a love song. Mm -hmm. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> it was very good. I, I prove how much I know Sarah Bareilles by referencing her most famous. <laughs> <laughs> Name the other three. There's one. I know there's, yeah, there you go. You got and, it. On, or no, Unwritten's not her. Kaleidoscope Heart. There you go. Damn. I don't know. I think you're a super fan. Um, I'm not a super fan, but I'm a kind of fan. Mm -hmm. well, That's all I got. There's an awkward <laughs> silence. How was the musical? 
It was good. It's the first live professional musical I've seen because every other one has been at a high school. And I'm just someone singing their heart out for nobody. You ever gone to the Muni? No, I haven't. At night? We got to do that this summer. It'll, I know. It'll I'm change your life. I'm a disgusting St. Louis, and I've done very few St. <laughs> Louis and things. Oh, here's another crazy thing that happened to me this weekend. I met a guy who's traveled to St. Louis on purpose and enjoyed himself. It was very disorienting. He probably took peyote before he came here. <laughs> but here's how he made the story most St. Louisy because uh, he wasn't sure of the name of the place, but I'm sure, pretty sure it was Hidden Valley. The um, was it Hidden Valley, the snow place? The ski resort? Yes. I'm pretty sure they came to town for Hidden Valley, and it was too hot mm. and closed. Where was he from? So he's apparently from, well, he's from Dallas. And apparently somebody was like, you love skiing, you gotta go up to St. Louis and ski. They got ski slopes there, which oh, is a weird no. recommendation, because Dallas isn't any farther from us than it is from Denver, I don't think. <laughs> Especially if you're, again, in this world where you're successful and flying is nothing to you. It's nothing. And if you've ever been out to Hidden Valley, it's just like an ice hill. Oh, it is not so snowy. No, it is just bad. ice. Um, and, um... Yeah, so he ended up going to the zoo with oh, his kids, okay. which good call, and the city museum. And I nice. told him, I'm like, you did all you need to do. You <laughs> covered all the bases. Uh, so he really enjoyed it. And nobody in- understood hockey. And mm-hmm. I'm one of my one of my coworkers there. Like it was a group of twenty people. Some of them worked in my company, and some of them didn't. One of the guys who did it was a German. And I talked to him about Liverpool's manager Jurgen Klopp, and I tried but failed to talk to him about Dominic Bach because I realized that even though he said he kind of liked hockey, he didn't like it that much. No, 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 no. Uh, so speaking of hockey, we can start talking about hockey how, now. At how the long nine have we been recording? Mark. Okay, thank. <laughs> um, what what do you want to do? We've got five games to cover, and I feel like we should just skip some of them. Yeah, the I Blues mean, beat the Lightning four to three a very long time ago. A very good win. It was a, fan, good. a fantastic win. Two zero, two zero against the Lightning. Who would have thunk it? We've gotten two more wins against the Lightning this year than any franchise deserves. Yeah, they have like fifteen losses, <laughs> maybe. Yeah, we've got. A percentage of their yeah, losses. Yeah, we got almost 20%. You might have to use two hands to count how many, what percent of their losses we're responsible mm-hmm. for. Uh, Thomas and Steen and Tarasenko scored. And then in the second period, the Lightning sort of mounted their comeback, made it 3-2. to two, But Braden Shen did score his ridiculous mm, between the We can the talk about goal. that. Uh, yeah, well, let's talk about that one for just a minute. First of all, Barbashev who was still in peak form at the time, worked like a fiend to dispossess McDonough along the boards, and then he passed to Shin in the middle. Well, he passed to Tarasenko. Tarasenko took the shot, and then Shin got the puck and dangled like a felon and shot between the legs and scored. It was mm. very nice. Okay, no, more you, did, you did great. No, I wasn't. I was even like on one. I don't know how much of it is like planned other than just get the puck to the net. You know, it looks cool in the aftermath, but like you see that sort of attempt happen all the time, but they just don't go in. Yeah, 
It seems like it was probably more luck than oh, yeah. anything. That sounds like, I guess <clears throat> I'm taking away from the Shen goal, but I'm not nah. trying to. Nah, but no, really. I mean, it was amazing because that put him, what, 4-2? That felt kind of like the dagger and the uh, lightning there, even though they still had a whole third period to go. It felt like, despite the fact the lightning had more control, that that was going to be enough of a two-goal lead gap for us to win. And it was. Stamco scored in the third. Uh, the lightning had 65% of the Corsi, uh, but the Blues held on to win. How many goals does Nikita Kudrow have? Over 40? A Oh, God, yes. Okay, yeah, I mean, he's got he 130 points. So, Braden Point just scored his 41st goal tonight. Uh, Steven Stamkos, in this third period game, or this third period in, against the Blues in this game, that was his 39th goal. They have, like, four 40-goal oh, scorers. Oh, only has 39. He's got to oh, get his 40 still. They could still have three forty. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I guess that's why they won the President's Trophy. Yes, that's why they're really, really good. Uh, was was that... You weren't at that game, no. right? Okay. No. Was it the next game? Uh, you want to talk about the next game briefly since you were there? Yeah. At length, I will. Um, yes. This was possibly Ivan Barbashev's best game ever. I know he scored the hat trick against the Detroit Red Wings, but he got a goal in this game, too, from Zach Sanford. Uh Almost identical to the Bennington mistake from a week or two ago. Subban turned it over. That is, uh, what's his first Malcolm. name? Malcolm Subban, not PK. Uh, his little. I got all the Subban names. You got him. Bam, bam, bam. Jordan's the other what's one. What's their father's name? Uh, Pete. Pete, 100%. 100% Pete Subban. P.T. Subban, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Um, yeah, he just mishandled it behind the net there. Barbashev is right where he needs to be for Samper to pass to him, and he beats Subban between the posts. Uh, but yeah, Barbashev had an amazing game. All over the place, hitting people, all over the place, turning pucks over, uh, getting a stick on pucks. It was like... Turning, dispossessing. Yeah, dispossessing. Sorry. He's all over turning his own <laughs> puck over. Him over. Sometimes. It was, yes, it was Craig Brube's wet dream out there. Mm. Oh my god. Just a little, little guy with gumption. If Ivan Barbashev was American, Craig Berube would jump his bones right now. <laughs> My dad and I were at this game, and we were like, I wonder what William Carlson has done this year. And he literally scored like 10 <laughs> seconds after that. I was like, who is that? I'm like, oh, it's William Carlson. Oh, Bill Carlson. His 23rd goal of the season. What's the read? That's still... That's, That's pretty good for what you would they, hope he would normally be. I think George McPhee has given some shitter contracts on that team. Mm -hmm. But that one was so smart. So smart. And I'm shocked that Carlson's agent agreed to it. To give him a one-year deal mm. after what you have to know is a career year. Mm. I mean, good for Carlson. He still contributed a lot this year. 23 makes him a, a valuable player, but he, now he's, you know, now they can pay him more reasonably and good for them. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, they, the Knights looked like a dangerous team all night long. Uh, Blues scored in the second period with Ryan O'Reilly's goal. Third period was Zach Sanford's goal. They won the game 3-1. Uh, it was a fairly even game back and forth, and I think it was probably the best complete live game I've seen of the Blues all season long. It felt like a full 60 minutes. It felt like the Knights weren't off their game. They were playing pretty hard. They came into the game with, like a, I think, like 9-0-1 or something like that, like a really good record coming in. And we managed to handle We managed to beat them. It looked uh, 
like a really good game for the Blues. It gave me a lot of confidence. They were all over the place. Never took their foot off the gas. Uh, it was it was it was outstanding. I would say. Steven, though, there's a few different little tidbits in this game. I saw this. I'm excited. You're going to have to highlight these things I blacked out because I can't do that on here <laughs> on my iPad. Um, do you wh- know the names off the top of your head? I think I can remember them, and then you can check. There'll be some weird backwards thing. No, I'll do it off your computer. We're doing it live. <laughs> Let's see here. So, with his assist on the Samper goal, Petrangelo recorded his 300th career assist in this game. He is only the fifth Blues player and second defenseman record 300 assists. Steven, can you name me the four other Blues players? 300 assists. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is going as well as we could have expected. The defenseman I know is either McKinnis or Pronger. But you have to make a decision. I know... I just wrote about Pronger and about why the boys have to retire his number next season in his Hart Trophy campaign. I know I was surprised by the relatively no- low number of career points he had, so I'm going to say it was McKinnis. Correct. With 325. Okay. Number two. One of them has to be Bernie Federko. Bernie Federko leads the pack with 721. 300 assists we're talking about? Yep. Are any of them Adam Oates? No. He wasn't here long enough. One of them is it has to be Brett Hall, I would assume. Yep. 409. How many do we have left? Two? One more. One more. Is it Alex Steen? No. 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 I'll, I'm not going to let you say that. Pool. Pool. It's a prominent name, but an older name. I've got the retired numbers to my left, too, on this poster, so I'm really trying hard not to look at that either. I Um, think you'd be right. I think his is retired. I could be wrong. Is it a plaguer? It is not a plaguer. Is it it Brian Sutter? It is Brian Sutter with 333 assists. Nice! I enjoyed this quiz. I'm going to take my computer computer back back now. What else have you written on here? (laughs) I'm only looking at the same notes that we're both looking at. That's cool. So that's pretty elite company for him to join. Yeah, and then with his assist on the O'Reilly goal, Preko recorded as a 100th career assist, which is pretty fast, I think, for that guy. I mean, he's obviously playing uh, a great three, four seasons uh, in the NHL so far, but I still thought that was pretty quick to get to 100. Uh, Maroon, and this game at least, so Maroon was sitting at nine goals, Thomas at eight. I think he scores one after this game to get to nine. Steen's at eight, and Samford, I believe, also might score one after this, but he was at eight as well. Goals scored, and they are the only Blues forwards, Maroon, Thomas, Steen, and Samford, to not reach ten goals this season. It would be pretty awesome if they all got to that mark. That would be cool. Also, I'm really proud of myself for knowing hockey Blues history trivia somehow. Oh, yes. Let's just pedal on back to that. (laughs) Yeah. Good for you. I would have said Roman (laughs) Pola. This is only the second regulation loss for Vegas since acquiring Stone at the deadline. They were 10-2-1 since then. And Bennington was the first star, and he skated out to a thunderous crowd ovation. And then he slapped the blue note on his chest because he's an asshole. Because he's an asshole. No jokes. He is. I like your comment here. Too cocky, not hockey. <laughs> it's true. He's not hockey. Leave that in the NBA or the MLS or Major League <laughs> the Ping National Pong. National Badmi- Badminton Association. Yeah. We all know how they 
stew over <laughs> at the NBA. <laughs> they put the bad in badminton. <laughs> Mmm, bunch of bad boys over there. Let's move on to the New York Rangers, who put the bad in being a bad hockey team, but didn't this night. I didn't see most of this game, so you'll have to enlighten me. And when I say most, I mean any. The Rangers open the score, or the Blues open the scoring with Vladimir Tarasenko's 30th goal of the season. He and... I was going to say what other player, like you wouldn't have known. But he and Alex Ovechkin, (laughs) shocker, are the only players to record 30-plus goals, I believe, now in five straight seasons. Oh, nice. And I'm really glad Tarasenko got back to that point Mm -hmm. with how shitty his start was. I don't know that we've really made enough out of how phenomenal his turnaround was, especially with the subsequent injury that he had. We here at the Two Guys No Cup podcast <laughs> do not think that got enough attention at the time. Mm-mm. Think about his December. Was it a three-point December? It was a three-point December. It was god-awful. Three points. Ooh. What? And then he had a very nice, very full January <laughs> and went on from there. Uh, the Rangers then scored four, count them, four unanswered goals. Uh, with goals by the likes of Ryan Strom. Uh, Maroon gave a gi- had a giveaway. Bennington allowed a leaker. Pareko uh, had the missed puck cleared in the blue plane. I am just reading words now. <laughs> Would you like to elaborate any of that? Yeah, I mean, it was just a comedy of errors. Maroon literally passed to a Rangers player. Nice. I think he saw through him or something. And then Bennington made the save, but it bounced up and over his glove and was rolling towards the blue paint. He didn't know it was behind him. Pareko did. Pareko swiped at it once, twice. He looked like a regular old, uh, what's his face, Troy Brower. (laughs) Except this time, he was trying to clear the puck, and he missed it every time. And this time, it went in by Ryan Can you imagine if Troy Brower had done that in our goal and allowed the Blackhawks to score? We'd have hung him. (laughs) Oh, yeah. There'd be no talk of keeping him around. Uh, Pavel Buchnevich scored next. Pareko blew a tire defending. And that's it. No. <laughs> and then the third period started. Uh, those goals were 80 seconds apart, by the way. Not great. Uh, the third period started and Jimmy VC, of, formerly of college, <laughs> scored the <laughs> 17th goal. He's smart. Uh, Brett Howden, formerly of maybe not college. And Vinny Lettieri... Uh, a person, probably his first NHL point. Bennington made the initial save, bounced behind him, and Petrangelo can neither queer the puck nor tie up VC because of all them smarts he learned at college. <laughs> Chris Kreider empty uh, net goal. sealed the deal with an empty net goal, his 27th. Where was the other boys' goal? Was it 4-2? to two? Oh, I missed one. It was David Perron. We were up 2-0. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whoops! Right before I went to this uh, musical, we I opened my 37 phone. 37 seconds apart yeah. and then lost 4-2. to two. Yeah. Thank God I was flying to Yeah, Houston. I looked at it, I was like, it's 2-0, and I turned my phone off for the musical, and then it was intermission, and I turned my phone back on, and it was a 4-2 loss. I'm like, wow. <laughs> wow, 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 wow. Blues had 46 shots, 46% of the face-offs, uh, and lost on hits, blocks, and giveaways, which I guess theoretically you want to lose on, but it didn't help them at all. Uh, Georgiev, whose first name I do not know, Alexander? Yeah, it's something with an A. Um, 
is really good. I think oh, he's, he's really very good. good. I mean, the Blues put up, I believe it broke down into 10 shots in the first. It is 20... Alexander. Okay. How, how do I know this shit? Yeah, it was so 10 random. shots in the first, 16, no, 20 in the second, and 16 in the third. They hammered the Rangers, but they could just never get the puck past Gorgiev. Or really, their defense is really good, too. There's a couple times I saw where Tarasenko or Steen would have the puck on their stick, wide open net, and the Rangers defender would have their stick slashing, you know, keeping the Blues stick down or peeling the puck away from at the last second. So I think overall they had a really good defensive effort, aside from not being able to get the puck out of their zone. Mm-hmm. But, Which is significant. Yeah. But... <laughs> well, when you got Kevin Shattenkirk on your team... What are you going to like, do? You have Kevin Shattenkirk and you have, like, Mark Stahl. And, like, what? And no friends. Yeah. <laughs> Brady Shea. Uh, yeah, he's decent. Yeah, We could have drafted him instead of Jordan Schmaltz. I know that much. Woof. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, ugly loss. Georgia stood on his head, making a strong case to be the heir to King Henrik's throne. So unfair. I know. You and they've got, some, they've got some other fucking Russian who's making unreal saves. Ugh. Uh-huh. I mean, they still suck, so I guess I'm not that sad. But um, I think of all the teams that stink right now, though, I think that's the team that's going to be like, we'll be good, and I have no doubt about it, you know, mm-hmm. sooner rather than later, compared to, say, the Oilers or the Senators mm-hmm. or any of those. That's true. Yeah, they're going to be solid. They've still got a lot of good young pieces there. Mm. <clears throat> Do they have that Lias Anderson? Is Leas, that a guy? Leas, Leas, I believe. Is he yes. up? No, I want to say not yet. Okay. Uh, maybe, though. I could be wrong entirely, but why would they rush him? Uh, no, he's Swedish. <laughs> thank you. I was thinking oh, the same thing. Oh, oh, April Fool's, everybody. April Fool's. <laughs> Expect so many terrible jokes. Uh, Robert Thomas, uh, the new game entirely. Let's just switch subjects. <laughs> this is another game I did not see. It was the following night on Saturday. Um, I couldn't tell anyone at this conference I was at, hey, do you want to go watch the hockey game? That would have gone over like a bear market. Oh, yikes. (laughs) Robert Thomas did open the scoring with a sick backhand goal. It looked very Patrick Maroon-y, where he's just like, you know what, I'll just skate in front of that, and I'll just swat at it. I'll just do a thing. It got to him pretty cleverly, though, by Patrick Maroon, so good job. He's rubbing off. Drew Drew Stafford rubbed his fifth one off this season. (laughs) (laughs) From Pavel Zaka and our old friend Kenny Agostino. Here's how bad the New Jersey Devils are. Kenny Agostino has 17 NHL assists. Uh-huh. He's wow. like a real-ass player for a fake-ass team. Mm. I don't know anything about that goal, so unless you have comments, we'll move on and say that Tyler Bozak scored his 12th of the season. He's good. It was like a snapshot. I think he got it through traffic. Kind of suddenly through traffic. Yeah. Uh, Bo Meester and Thomas assisted. Joey Anderson. Oh, by the way, with, with that assist, if I recall correctly, according to the Blues Buzz um, Instagram account, the... Uh, Thomas took the lead amongst rookies for March scoring, so he oh, really? finished the month with the most I points. I think he's got over 30 points now. For a rookie now. in March. I would think so, with 23 and mm, at least 8 goals. Pretty so good, good. For him. good kid. 
good kid, Joey Anderson, who will be promptly kicked kid. off the team when Leas Anderson comes, uh, scored his third goal. Steven Santini spells his name the wrong way, and that's why he only has three assists. <laughs> and Travis Sajak is still clinging on to the shattered and tattered remains of his career with his 26 assists. That's a fine number. I'm just sorry that he has to play for this shithole team. Yeah. Um, Vince Dunna with the stunner, as you said, scored the overtime goal with three seconds left. Any takes on this one? He's very fast. He's very fast when he wants to be. He found a gap and just said, "Ah, I'll take two steps on this guy. And he did. He just willed it into being. I'm trying to, like, maintain, like, keep the reins on my expectations for Dunn. Mm -hmm. Because in the space of a couple of months, he's gone from, yeah, he'll be a decent, like, Mm -hmm. second-tier piece, to, oh my god, he's like Eric Carlson Light. Mm -hmm. Which he's probably not, but he's really good. But he is Duncan He could be Duncan Keith. Light or full, because Duncan Keith is not very big. You're like Duncan Keith full. <laughs> full on Duncan Keith. Maybe when Vince Dunn plays his thousandth game, we can have V1D shirts. <laughs> and he can give everybody VD. Um, which, according to Spit and Chicklets, he probably already is. That's their business, though. I, you oh, go watch Jesus. their stuff. Shots were even... Face-offs were pretty even. (laughs) Hits and blocks. The Devils won. And they also had more giveaways. 11 to the Blues. Six. uh, Tonight's game. We've caught up with Mm -hmm. the present day. It was April Fool's Day. What was your favorite April Fool's Day joke that you saw? Um, I don't have one. Good. Nice. (laughs) I was just glad none were played on me because I'm very, very gullible. I saw one today. Got caught by one, even. Uh, For work, one of the many things I write about is sports betting because I'm a nefarious character now. And I visited one of the sites that I just sort of periodically monitor, and its headline was, this weird technicality makes Trump qualify for the Masters. And I clicked through, and and the headline said something like, will be 10,000 to 1 odds, and I clicked through, and like it finally gave me the April Fool's, and I was like, damn it, but I also <laughs> loved it. Um, what I did not love was Nikita Zadorov smashing Pat Maroon's very fragile head into the board. Mm-hmm. It was cross-checking, though, not boarding. But when Robert Thomas did it later, it was boarding and not cross-checking. Didn't matter, though. Jaden Schwartz got his 11th goal, assisted by Oster Sundquist and David Perron. Uh, it was strange. Perron passed up to Sundquist, who at the last minute passed back to Schwartz, and Schwartz somehow elevated it and beat Grubauer. That looked like it was going to be the whole show for a long time uh, until Vladimir Tarasenko got his 31st goal of the season early in the third period. Ryan O'Reilly assisted, as did Braden Shin. They have combined four 82 assists this season. Did I do the math right? Check my math. Mm-hmm. It was pretty good. I'm pretty awesome. <laughs> um... Good goal. Good goal, I think. Actually, we didn't see that one in hindsight, so I can't tell you if it was good goal. Good goal. We were coming back from something. Wrestling, baseball. One of those things. Ronda Rousey kicking out of police window, committing felony destruction yeah. of police property. But don't Multiple worry, folks. felonies. But don't worry, folks. She'll be at WrestleMania in six days <laughs> because it's all real. Um, the Avs. 
were really pretty much had the pedal foot on the pedal from the second period onward. Mm-hmm. Um, Gabriel Landeskog scored his 35th, 34th of the season uh, in with six minutes into the third period uh, to give them some life. And then Alexander uh, Kerfoot scored his 13th goal in the final minute as the Great. pressure was mounting with Gruber pulled. Um, you could just feel it at the yeah. end, couldn't you? Well, it was a really bad change right before the goal. Like, they just kind of got it out to center ice, and I think four Blues all went for a change, or I guess three of them, but it, there was already, like, four Avalanche players beyond our last defender when they chipped it in, like, to the zone. They'd already gained the zone and speed coming in, and it was like, well, one of these three people that is in line with the puck is going to tip it past them. And they did. Um, so it was tied. We gave the Avalanche a point. Mm. Sorry to... The sorry, Coyotes fans. Coyotes. Although in hindsight, if we'd only done this last season, we would have made the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Wah, wah. But in any case, um, went to overtime. Went to the shootout. The Blues won on a sick goal by Ryan O'Reilly and three saves by Jordan Bennington. People hate the shootout. Mm-hmm. It was nineties night. Nineties reference. Should have been a tie. If it's the 90s If we'd have lost, I would have said, nothing's fine, I'm torn. I'm so out of place, (laughs) this is how I feel. I'm not sure that that's not a 2000 song. There are a lot of songs in that area that are nebulous. Mm. Mr. Jones and me enjoyed watching this song. That's this game. That's a 90s song. There you go, you bloodthirsty folks who want 90s (laughs) references all day long. No one asked for any of Everyone asked for it, okay? (laughs) The Blues are a playoff team, Ian. They are still very much in the hunt for mm-hmm. the pl- for even first place in the Central yeah. with two points tonight. Didn't do themselves the favor of getting a regulation and overtime win, uh, but they did technically move into second place in the division, yep. which would currently give them home ice advantage over the Nashville Predators. This has been a very long season, and you may ask yourself, well, how did we get here? That is not a 90s reference. <laughs> no, it is not, but for more on that, we throw it live to our correspondent who's been here the whole time, Ian Peters. Ian? Oh, I thought you were going to say take it away. I thought you were just going <laughs> to no. wait to say take it away. I thought you were doing the awkward like wait, the like I, satellite yeah, feed yeah, delay, yeah, yeah, and then yeah, you yeah. were just going to be like, Thank you, Steve. Yeah, yeah. No, I botched it. It's a botched job. We'll fix that up in post. Jack Wang wouldn't have ever allowed that yeah. shit. No one is going to hear that. That's uh, edited out. Steven, I'm just going to reread everything you just said. You may ask yourself, well, how do we get here? I'm going to throw to Steven on this uh, Yes. So this has been a long season. Uh Sometimes you forget how long, and you forget exactly what's happened. I know I have. I couldn't even remember who we played the first game of the season. But now I do. On October 8th, 2018, the Blues <coughs> lost their home opener to the Winnipeg Jets 5-1. to And I'll tell you what, it didn't feel good. <laughs> and I'll tell you another thing. I really thought... That was a bad sign for the season. But anyone else on Twitter or any other nice, good, happy, optimistic uh-huh. fan would tell me, I'm not allowed to feel that way yet. And they'd be right. I shouldn't feel that way yet. 
But I was <laughs> right. Felt that way later. October twenty fifth, twenty eighteen. Blues <laughs> lose to Columbus <laughs> Blue Jackets seven to four at home, making their record two four and three through the first nine games of the season. Entering this game, you might have been thinking the Blues are pretty bad. But you might have asked yourself, "Am I right? Am I wrong?" After this game, those questions would have been answered. Many days had gone by, and the boys were still bad. I wanted to force it more talking heads. More talking heads. We'll do a burning down the house right now, <laughs> as Blues head coach Mike Yo says after the loss, heck, my job should be in question right now. Steven, hey. what are your thoughts on Mike Yo's short tenure here this season? Hmm. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't I, it feel like ages 2013 ago. was when we fired him? Uh-huh. Yes. We reached the two-month anniversary of that, or four-month anniversary of that, like a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, no, 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 no. He's been gone forever. Yes. Um... Mike Yo's tenure in St. Louis. Why don't we pause for yeah. a moment of reflection? Because we're never going to do this again. It was short. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was brutal. It was, was it doomed for the start? The coaching waiting thing yes. was a yes. terrible idea, yes. right? That was probably the worst decision I think of Doug Armstrong's th- yeah. tenure. Yeah. I think so. I think you can argue contracts and you wouldn't be wrong on some of them. But I think that was the dumbest idea he's had while being a GM. The dumbest. Even when it happened, I remember trying to stare my dad in the face, and we both didn't like Mike Yo in Minnesota. We thought he was a laughing stock, and they should have fired him like two years prior to when they fired him. And we kind of looked at each other, and we Stockholm syndromed ourselves. We're like, you know what? Nah, no, no, no. He'll be all right here. He'll be okay here, because it was a Minnesota thing. It wasn't a Mike Yo thing. It was a Minnesota thing for sure. But always in the back of my head, I was like, I don't know if I like him here. And that was just him here, period. And then they were like, well, he'll be the coach after the season. And I was like, I don't like Ken Hitchcock now. I don't like Mike Yo now. Why does it have to be him? And it's the exact opposite situation of what we have going on now with Craig Berube, where we technically have every option in the world as a coach. We literally just shot ourselves in the foot and we're like, no other coach options. No more. We don't want other coach options. We got our guy. So nasty. Oh, and then Nashville, I believe, hired. No, was that right? Did they hire Peter Laviolette in that area? Or has he been there longer? I want to say he's been there longer. Okay. They might have grabbed before. I think another good coach. But there was one or two coaches that I remember thinking, like, we could have that guy. We could have had that guy. Yeah, I'll Uh, I'll try to look up who else was hired in that sphere in a minute and then Doug Armstrong talked about how like Mike Yo was like the guy they wanted a long time ago or something but man Minnesota had him tied up I'm like there's no fucking way Mike Yo is this guy you had feelers on we're like that's we've tapped him we tapped him a long time ago and he's the guy for us and by the way if it is gross I know you got a bad eye for this crap so here's a fun fun little question for you who is the longest tenured NHL coach? Right now? You're going to be wrong, I think. No. I feel like I should know this. Who? Who? Who, 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 who? No. Yeah? No. Yeah. It's, uh, it's what's-his-face. It's the guy in the, it's the Islanders guy. No? 
Barry Trotz, yeah. whom they hired. A year no, I mean like I mean oh, like in the I'm NHL. I'm talking about oh. longest employed by their current. Oh, team. by their current Excuse team. Me. I was like, it's Barry. <laughs> I was Trotz. like, no, it is most certainly. I was not like, Barry he's been around Trotz. since the late nineties. <laughs> um, man, longest by their current team. Is it Peter Laviolette? That can't be right. He's third. Is it John Cooper? It is. Yeah, I knew the that. O- the it. longest tenured NHL coach has been on the job since March of 2013. Five, he hasn't even... Well, he just hit six years and got a fat contract <laughs> extension, by so, the way. Um, so Laviolette we- was hired in May of 2014. When was Yo named the coach of waiting? Fifteen or sixteen? Uh, it was right after the sixteen, fifteen, sixteen year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was right, right? after. Yeah, because sixteen, seventeen, he took over seventeen, eighteen. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So right after the sixteenth season, let's see who was hired right then. Uh, Bruce Boudreau was hired shortly after. Bullet dodge. <laughs> also, did you know that he's like openly talking to the media about how he's being fired? He is? He's basically, he made some comment the other day about, like, Ryan Donato's a great kid. It's a shame I won't get to coach him next year. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, my job should be in question. (laughs) Jared Bednar went to Colorado in August of that year. And then Bruce Cassidy and Quo Julian. Oh, Gerard Gallant after that season. (gasps) That's who it was. But it was already, you know, I mean, it was after you'd... Replaced Yo with Hitch or Hitchcock with Yo, but if, if we hadn't, hadn't had named him, him oh, oh my goodness! And Travis Green and Bob Boofner and Phil Housley, who's terrible. Where's Bob Boofner? Uh, the Florida Panthers. He replaced Gerard Gallant. Oh, okay. yeah. So a couple of thoughts on Mike Yo. First of all, the whole Hitchcock thing was such a transparent. I need to fire this guy, but I respect him too oh, much yeah. to fire him. Move. And what the fuck is that? That That's why Adam Wainwright started the Cardinals game today and made me feel bad feelings towards Adam Wainwright. Because he sucked. Mm-hmm. And of course he sucked because he's 37 and he ain't got what it takes anymore. To quote Steve Austin. Um, <laughs> <laughs> very famous promo. You don't know it, but somebody out there will. Um... So that was such a shitty move to begin with. Mm. Then, secondly, for a coach who needs to go, not because he's a bad coach, but because the players hate him, (laughs) you're going to put someone in the locker room who you've openly said, this is your next coach. So there's this whole concept when they talk about... um, the Anaheim Ducks this way, and they say, well, one of the reasons uh, Murray didn't fire uh, Crossbaugh sooner, what's his name? Fucking the guy with the... Yeah, I forgot it. Guy Carlisle. Crossbaugh. <laughs> Thank you. Randy Carlisle. Uh, one of the reasons he didn't fire Carlisle sooner is because you can't let the players win, you can't let them win, you can't let them control you, which is fucking stupid, but let's believe <laughs> that that's a reason. You were letting the players win before the season, and if you remember, that team was kind of... Working while the cameras were following him for Road to the Winter Classic, and then it culminated, and they were on the Winter Classic, and then they just fucking quit. That was the end of their season. Mm -hmm. And then they fired Hitchcock for Yo, and then it wasn't anymore. So (laughs) that's number two. And finally, number three, and forgive me for this bleeding over into the Baruby thing, 
but it's naturally going to because I see them as very similar coaches. Why does Doug Armstrong keep thinking that he is the he is the <laughs> women dating Pete Davidson? He sees these Ooh. coaches and he sees that they're a wreck and he thinks, no, I can save you. <laughs> Come here and I will make you a superstar. I will turn this ugly little duckling into a glorious swan and we will find glory together, you and I. My name's Doug Beckinsale. <laughs> well, what, what do you think? Mike Yo should have been fired at least two full seasons before he was fired by Chuck Fletcher in Minnesota. Oh, yeah. Two whole years before. At least. And, by the way, it took, like, a 13-game winless streak to ultimately do it. What about that scream? No, no, no. He's our man. (laughs) (laughs) What? And that's, like... Um, I feel the same way about Ruby. Not that he hasn't been great, and I'm not trying to bury him right now, but it's kind of like, just have your search. Hmm. You know that he's not a magic man. If he was an amazing coach, it's not like he didn't have talent with the Flyers. He didn't have a goalie. Now he's got a goalie, and he's red hot. Problem solved. But that doesn't make him an, a, a godsend of a coach. You know who's a godsend of a coach? Pete DeVore. I hate the man, but that team is at the top of their conference with the league's worst goaltender. Mm -hmm. Literally the league's worst. Backed up by another one of the league's worst (laughs) goaltenders. That team's goaltending is a fucking sieve this year. And they're just fine. And yeah, they've got a lot of talent. I'm not denying that, but... Pete DeVore deserves a lot of credit for that thing not crumbling into the sea, which, by the way, it looked like it was going to for several months. That's all I want. The, the That's thing, all you want. So terrible. That uh, was not an expected diversion, but it was one. Uh, tell us what other water was flowing underground this season, and I brought it back. <laughs> wow. I'm... You're- shaking in, my head you're no. in awe in no. awe right no in glory and <laughs> yeah awe and awe blues fans were in awe <laughs> on november 19 2018 when the blues lost to the last place los angeles kings 2-0 because of their trap defense mm-hmm. can't do anything about yeah it. you can't beat that team you can't beat the last place <laughs> team they're gonna trap you with mind games and such uh, yeah, I was at this game. I slapped my knee, said hot dog when they <laughs> scored on us. I was so, I was so happy to watch this team lose. And after the game, Mike Yo was fired. That's such a great image. <laughs> like I told you, the guy next to me, I think, was both scared that I yelled it, and he was also a little perturbed that I was like rooting against the Blues. What can you do? You were probably dressed in Blues yeah. apparel, <laughs> right? Yeah. You just gotta embrace it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Don't get angry about the game. Just embrace the failure. <laughs> I'm with you. The blues sure did. They were seven, nine, and three <laughs> at that point. December ooh, it gets darker. December thirty first, twenty eighteen. Blues lose two one to the New York Rangers and find themselves in thirty first place in the NHL, which folks that's dead last with a record of fifteen, eighteen, and four. Not Good. Not good. January 7th, 2019. Oh, the sun always shines eventually, sometimes, maybe. Jordan Bington makes his first NHL start and gets a shutout victory over the Flyers in Philadelphia. 
January 14, 2019, the Blues beat the Washington Capitals 4-1 and record their first three-game winning streak of the season. Yes, it took until the fourth month into the season for them to string together three wins, but it was looking up, and in fact, it reached an all-time high as the Blues, between January 23rd and February 20th, 2019, go on an 11-game winning streak. This streak includes, on the fourth game, the Blues beat the league-leading Tampa Bay Lightning in Tampa Bay 1-0 in OT on a Braden Shen goal. Bennington recorded his second career shutout. The fifth and sixth game, the Blues win both games in a home-and-away series with the Nashville Predators. Tarasenko records a hat trick with his OT winner in Game 2 in Nashville, 5-4 victory. What the fuck? What a weekend that was. What a weekend. How very oh, bizarre. It felt, that felt like playoff hockey all of a sudden. Not necessarily intensity, but when just like euphoria after a win. I was so oh goddamn God. happy. It felt so good. Mm-hmm. So good. Eighth to tenth game in this winning streak, Bennington and Allen combined for a three-game shutout streak all on the road over Arizona, Colorado, and Minnesota. They, their final win, the 11th win, comes against Toronto, OT winner by uh, Braden, or not Braden Shen, Ryan O'Reilly. They eventually lose to the Dallas Stars, who I will always hate oh. to not go for their 12th win. This Dallas Stars. Oh, we'll talk about them later. Um, I believe what this was their longest winning streak in franchise history. Oh, yeah. A fantastic record. That's, that's the Blues... Uh, in a quick little nutshell, little history there, because we want to look back, because we're moving forward, we're moving into the playoffs. We've watched the playoffs a lot. We've never covered the playoffs before. Oh my god, and we still haven't figured out how we're going to. We're pumped. It's going to be cardiac arrest central. I both love the playoffs and absolutely fucking hate them. They are awful. We're trading in our podcast for a heart attack, act, 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 act. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You are great. <laughs> God, I'm just an iceberg. <laughs> but sinking this shit. Yeah, what was it? It was over when we played the Rangers. The Wild? Oh, the, the Colorado Avalanche beat the Coyotes in a shootout, thus propelling us into the playoffs here. We're tied for second in the Central, just behind the Jets. I don't know if the Jets beat the Chicago Blackhawks tonight. We might still be tied points wise with them, but at very least, or most, we're two behind them. I think we all have three games left. Mm-hmm. It's anybody's to take. I think we play Chicago one more time, and Nashville does too. So, so Chicago could just really fuck it up, is what I'm trying to say. They could really, without making the playoffs, just fuck it up. Thanks, Chicago. They probably will, too. Since we're talking about the playoffs, let mm-hmm. me say a couple of things that are complete non-sequiturs, because I'll forget to elsewhere. We <laughs> okay. want to have an awesome playoff time with all of you, and one of the things I want to ask people to do oh, is no. to go follow us on Instagram. Oh, okay, that's fine. Because, <laughs> I because we're going to try and do more live coverage and more stories and stuff like that over there. Yeah, um, you can watch me lay on the ground. You can watch Ian lay on the ground, which is a real thing that happens, and I will certainly <laughs> post it on Instagram. <laughs> um, it's at Two Guys No Cup on Instagram. We'd really appreciate it. Spread the word. Uh, We'll be doing giveaways during the playoffs, almost certainly. We're on the push. I'm going to say it. I'm going to boldly say it. Set it, name it, and claim it. We're on the push to 1,000 followers, baby. Oh, damn. We're just under 700 now. We're going to smash through that threshold and going to keep 
on marching. It's going to happen finally in pursuit of that goal. Tell all your friends about it. If you have friends who aren't uh, familiar with the wackiness that is this real legitimate nonsense, maybe give them another episode where Mm. we don't talk about our personal lives for nine minutes to start it. But really, what episode (laughs) exists where we don't do that? Um, And yeah, as part of that, too, you can go and uh, review us on iTunes and stuff. We really Mm. appreciate it. Subscribe if you haven't. All that good stuff. It takes, you know, two minutes in your day, and it makes a world of difference in ours. Do you have pets at home that, you know, do you have an Alexa at home? Do you also have pets that are, you know, they need a human voice to listen to during the day? Put our podcast on. We're fantastic with animals. There you go. Animals love loud, sudden noises in the home. <laughs> they love it to death. Just screeching and hollering and, you know, promise, music at I like twice the your volume. your cat is going to love hearing what's up everything <laughs> with no warning whatsoever. Um, they'll calm them down. <laughs> if your cats or your pets have a Twitter or Instagram yeah, accounts, exactly. follow us with those. I mean, <laughs> ask them to follow us because they certainly control them mm-hmm. themselves. Yeah, ask your cat before going online. Just spread. We want to be a big old family. <laughs> a big old creepy family. Yeah, you've seen the Adams unlike family. Martin Brodeur, none of us are going to marry our wives' sisters, so it's all good. That's right. Blues fans, look into that. <laughs> it's a real story. We here at 2GMC <laughs> do not think that got enough traction at the time. Uh, He's an uncle daddy and he, for a reason. Yes, he indeed is. So if you could do that for us, we'd really appreciate it. Playoffs, whether they're four games or 16 wins, mm. <laughs> I'd be satisfied with like seven. <laughs> <laughs> Give me like what, seven wins. Whatever it is, it's going to be a ton of fun. We want it to be a spectacular ride. Um, should we move on? Should we yeah. talk about Jordan? Mm-hmm. Steven, you wrote an article. I didn't say it. You said it. <laughs> <laughs> Steven, you wrote it in the notes that I should say. <laughs> Steven, you wrote an article. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh, that's, that was that's, throwing oh, you. that's, that's it. it. You, oh, you I got, wrote an article. Look, I, I lend you water. <laughs> now you got a drink. <laughs> com. It was about... Well, I wrote, wrote several last week because I was like, oh, shit, my April submission deadline's coming up and I'm leaving for Houston. Better pump out a lot you of You see what I did? Animals. I led you to water and now and you're now just I'm selfishly derailing. guzzling. <laughs> you're just guzzling. I'm drinking up the whole hour. There's other horses here. One of the articles I wrote was Jordan Bennington for the Calder Trophy. Probably not. <laughs> um, but An unlikely story. Let's talk about how friggin' good Jordan Bennington's been, huh? He is... Uh, 21-5-1? and one? Mm-hmm. Well, is then that after tonight, 22-5-1? Five five Preposterous. Preposterous! Uh, he has a 932 save percentage, a 178 goals against average, 14.56 goals saved above average, which, given that he's only played half a season, is insane! Mm. Ben Bishop leads the lead at 30, and he's played many more games. And uh, I believe he's first in every category for rookie goaltenders. He's just knocked Carter Hart's contention entirely out of the water, even though Hart's had a fine season. Um, He's, like, first or second 
with Ben Bishop in most of those categories I just named, except for goals saved above average, because part of that's cumulative and he just doesn't have the time. His quality save or quality start percentage is insane. I think if he is not at least second for the Calder, it's criminal. We riot. Elias Patterson's been really good. He leads rookies in points, goals, and assists. And, like, power play points and power play goals and game-winning goals. Did the Sedins retire last year? Or the year yeah. before? Yeah. Now I get Vancouver's... Yeah! <laughs> like, been the worst team the last three years in a row, like, combined. Uh-huh. But that's a pretty nice... That's a pretty it's nice deal. Pretty nice door prize yeah. for their exit. Pretty good. Let's see. Um, yeah, 2018. Yeah. Indeed. So... Yeah. <laughs> Elias Patterson's pretty good. He's probably going to win the award. But what do you think about Bennington's season? Man, I see people on Twitter for the Blues say stuff like, you know, well, he should be the winner from the Calder Trophy because he saved the Blues season. And I do think they should put some weight on, like, how much he meant to us. I mean, obviously, yes, Pedersen's getting them fair, wins. <laughs> to be fair, Pedersen is also the only yeah, thing that made true. Vancouver not... A lottery pick, although you could always argue that's actually ruined there. Yeah, good going, Patterson. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I think... Wouldn't it be hilarious if, like, Elliot Friedman leaked out that he's like, Jim Benning's actually furious (laughs) with Elias Patterson. Because I've heard of... I had a very confidential... Yeah, it's always like someone texted me the other day. I can't say who, but... Jim Benning is furious. I'll even read the I'll even read the text. I am fur. I mean, Jim Benning <laughs> is furious. I uh, Jim Benning. <laughs> I think it would have been awesome if we didn't have such a runaway with it in Patterson, just because then Bennington would have like real competition or competition at least on his level. We're like, ooh, it could be him. And I think it's pretty rare for a goaltender to win the Calder, is it not? I mean, fucking. Uh, Myers, Tyler Myers beat Jimmy Howard the year Jimmy Howard started 60 games as a rookie. So, yeah, it's pretty rare. Yeah, holy cow. It'd be cool, but. Screw you, Tyler Myers. The <laughs> big old freak. I mean, the only thing that I think helps Bennington, I mean, other than his absurd numbers, is the fact that we've been talking about Elias winning it since day one, mm. and maybe nobody wants to walk with Elias anymore. Another yeah. wrestling we- reference. You're welcome, people. Um, you're not welcome. You don't care. What? But WrestleMania is coming up. Some folks do. Um, but You're painting me as the heel. <laughs> yes. Oh. Very good. Oh, oh wow. Someone, nice. someone read a Wikipedia someone article. attention. Um, or in Espanol, Lucha Libre culture, the Rudo. You could be there. I gave up. I checked out. (laughs) But yeah, Pedersen's been there from the very start, and maybe people have checked out on him and are into the hot new thing that is at Bennington. I think that'll help Bennington. I just don't think it'll help Mm. him enough. He'll probably be second. Darlene could be second, and he could be third. If he's not a finalist, I will actually riot. We'll march on Washington. <laughs> Indeed, and they'll be like, but the awards are in Vegas, and we'll be like, eh. Who's Jordan Bennington? So here's another thing we should discuss. Peter Shirelli. Mm-hmm. The man, the myth, the legend. Peter Shirelli has been spotted. Not like by liver spots. I hope he 
maintain positive health. Who says someone was spotted at Means Liver Spots? People. Someone. Nobody. What geriatrics are you hanging I'm out with? I'm very deeply disturbed. <laughs> he has been hanging out with a geriatric known as Doug Armstrong at St. Louis Blues Games. Uh, the rumors are he may be joining the Blues front office in the offseason. Thoughts? Well, that, I mean, that was for you. Well, then you say. I thought, um, no, thank you. I know that not everything that happened in Edmonton is a direct Peter Shrelly decision, and there's a lot of dummies up in Edmonton making decisions behind the GM or pushing their agenda around, and Peter Shrelly won a cup while being the GM in Boston, but I just, mm, I don't know, hard pass for me. <laughs> It'd be interesting. I'm... It, I'm getting yo. I'm getting yo crap all over again. I'm getting the yo thing. I'm trying to tell you that Peter Shrelly could be okay here, but everything in my actual brain says no. Don't do that. Don't do that. For what? Also, for what purpose? Because I don't keep track necessarily of every front office job, but I feel like we have a lot of former Blues sitting up there, which is fine. But I can think of so many that what other front office positions are there? Here's the thing. Here's the only thing I will say. You give him no decision. Oh, no. no. Not even like the ear of Doug Armstrong. They should not be allowed to talk. But if... No access to your phone. It's go time, Pete. <laughs> Standing outside smoking, smoking a, Taking a drag. Cigarette. There's a lot to being a general manager. And Smarts. if he happens to be good at one of those things, maybe Peter Shirelli is notoriously good at schmoozing business people and earning, you know, season ticket holders, that sort of thing. If you want him to come in and do that, fine. I really don't care that much. It's like a Brett Hall for. Just kidding. Yeah, not really. But he's got the charisma of an ass, and his dad's a Nazi. <laughs> so he does have a head. That, his head's about the size of a ham, <laughs> and his face is about as handsome. Too. Boom! Golden Brett skewered. <laughs> We've always wanted to. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, here's the thing: there are so many things in hockey. Maybe I'm not cut out to be a hockey fan because there are so many things the hockey world is like raw about all the time. And I'm just like, whatever, <laughs> this might as well happen. The shootout's another one. The playoff format's another one. I think about the playoff format and I'm like, yeah, it probably sucks, but you're going to hate the other one too. So who cares? Yeah. You know, hockey fans just want to be angry. And I'm just, that's, and that's part of the sport. It's true. And I just want to kind of sit here and feed my birds. So I don't have birds. I'm not one of those people. He plays our podcast for the birds. <laughs> it certainly is for the birds, but not for my Ooh, birds. There you because go. Because I don't own any. Lay up. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't, no, don't go hire Peter Shirelli, but also do. I don't care. They're going to hire Peter Shirelli, but then they're not going to look for a different coach. They're going to hire, oh, God, skewer me. <laughs> you got me angry now. Uh. <laughs> oh, man. If you want to know what we're going to talk about when the Blues get eliminated by the Winnipeg Jets in the second round, 
it's going to be nonstop about how we need to find a different coach that's not Craig Berube. Except, except no, it won't be because they'll name him like the next day. Oh, uh, no. Well, then you're just going to hear complaining about yeah. it for a whole offseason. Here's the thing. I'm, I'm going to touch on it again because I really want people to understand. Craig Berube is fine. Whatever. He's fine. Is Craig Berube a great coach? No. And you're going to say, look at the Blues turnaround. And I'm going to say, look at Jordan Bennington. Mm. And that's the whole answer to that puzzle. This team was not fixed until Jordan Bennington arrived. Now, if you want to say that it magically took Meg, or Craig Berube another half of another quarter of a season mm. to really get the gre- axle greased of turning this season around, then fine. But this team is not in the playoffs without Jordan Bennington. There's not a discussion to be had. If you think there is, I'm apologized, but you are incorrect. Um, what about Vladimir Tarasenko being hot as hell? Well, he recovered from surgery fully, but I'll even I'll give him Vladimir Tarasenko. But Fine. that's not him, yeah. But it, it, I'm not again, and my point isn't to say that Craig Berube is a bad coach. I'm not arguing that at all. My point is that he shouldn't be the heir apparent to a team that was good for half a season under him because the last guy we made the heir apparent was fired earlier this year. <laughs> and it's just... True, yeah. I'm with you. If Listen, if he... Here, here's what I say. If he gets to the second round and they put up a great fight, six or seven game, hard-nosed series, mm. uh, certainly if they get past that, then fine. Let the drawbridge down. I can't fight it. But if this team gets to the playoffs and gets knocked out in the first round and you say, well, who could we possibly hire but Craig Berube? I'm going to be the guy standing on top of the Enterprise Center with a flaming bow and arrow <laughs> screaming, Joel Quinville, you pack of dumbasses. Because that's the answer. Or Sheldon Keefe or... Uh, What's his name in Borgstrom San Diego? Youngerston. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Nikolai Tesla, um, <laughs> Elon Musk, you know, all the favorites. I was going to say, all those made-up fictional characters. You can fire Bruce Boudreau when he gets fired. You can not hire him. Just I'm fire saying him. <laughs> do a two-day two contract and then fire him. One day I want to ask day. you this for the Mike Yo when we were talking about him. Do you think he gets a, a job somewhere? Do you think he gets a head coaching NHL job somewhere in the next year? No. No, right? Except oh. maybe Ottawa, because they're crazy up there. I think he'll be asked to be someone's assistant. Yeah, for sure. I or maybe he'll do the Andy Murray thing and coach a college team, and then he'll be coaching a Blues prospect in 15 years, and we'll be like, Really? Ooh, what a about prospect? Fifteen years from now, who's three right now? Mm-hmm. Think about I that. I can't wait. That kid's got sick mitts. <laughs> what about Bruce Boudreau when he gets fired? Do you think he ever gets another head coaching job? Hired. I think he'll be employed next year. Wow, hundred percent. I mean, he's not a bad coach, he's, but like so it's he just gets not... his team to the playoffs every single year. I will say this, this for year. Bruce Boudreau. I will say this for Bruce Boudreau. The Wild were conceivably in it until like last week, and that team is a flaming pile of garbage. And the only thing that's made them relevant for five years, which is Devin Dubnik, has been god awful this year. So you can't just say it's that. I will say that no one is better at making his team 
mediocre than Bruce Boudreau. He is a master at it. It is a master class, and there are a number of teams out there who would settle for mediocre right uh, now. The Oilers so should for be that, calling up yeah, Bruce Boudreau. Exactly. So for that reason, I think he probably gets another gig, yeah. Mm. What about, uh, what's his name? What was the guy that got fired out of the Oilers this year? McClellan. I could see him getting a I job. Think, yeah. I think Friedman talked about L.A. looking at McClellan. I could see that. Yeah, I mean, he certainly, certainly the Oilers weren't his fault. So. I remember thinking I kind of would have liked him here at the time. Yeah, yeah, he wouldn't have been too bad. You could still get him, but you're going to go hire Craig Berube. You fucked. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Um, third jersey. What's your, th- what's your thoughts on the third jersey? Well, I mean, they're great. Obviously, they're super good. Okay, let me phrase it to you a different way, <laughs> even though this is your question. Yeah. And I was trying to throw you a strike, and you did a gutter ball. Uh, <laughs> the Flames chose to wear their third go- jerseys at every home game during the playoffs. Rambo Midget, Rambo Midget, that shouldn't have been hard. Uh, on Reddit, asked the sub, how likely is it that the Blues would do something similar? I don't think it's likely, but it'd be awesome. <laughs> is it likely? No, I wouldn't say it's yeah. likely, but is it possible? No, it's not No, no it's not going to happen. Logistics. No, it'd be really cool. I mean, it's, I believe the Penguins did it when their third jerseys that are now their current jerseys were their third jerseys. They did that all the time in the playoffs. It always looked weird for them because their home jerseys were fire, and then their away jerseys were tan crap. And I was like, wow, this is a weird dichotomy between what you're wearing. But it'd be, it'd be neat. I like Calgary's a lot. They should make them all do that. Every team that has a third jersey should have to wear that thing at home. Just like, it's playoffs now, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> that's what they say. Yeah, that's, that, now, bitch. that's the NHL's official stance on that <laughs> that'd be awesome of course it'd be fun so the nhl yeah they would never do that i want the third jersey to become the primary yeah it's get time. off that crazy horse of yours it's been blue and yellow for a long ass time as emotions to the blue and yellow banner that y'all can't see um you hate the red that's fine it doesn't make any sense. I will grant you that. I I like them in the so good, so bad that they're good way. Uh-huh. But I have talked to people like, no, those are good. And I'm like, no, you're stupid. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they're so bad that they're good. They're not yeah. good. Um, but, yeah, I would say do it. They that, won't do That it. would have been dope if they did as a 90s. Like, throw, like if they wore those tonight. That would have been cool. I don't know why they couldn't have. At least in, like, warm-ups or something. Yeah, that like, would have been neat. And auction them off for charity. You I, lazy fucks. I do like the horn logo. I'm not a big fan of the red generally, but like I always thought the horn would be a cool shoulder patch. They used to have it like that. Yeah, why don't they have that still? I really do like our primary logo. Best logo in hockey. Like best logo in sports yeah, generally. I don't get people who love the Blackhawks logo. I just don't get it. Mm-hmm. A little racist, but not really, because it's about some army platoon or but something, so little, it's fine, but yeah, it's, 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 it's pretty racist. <laughs> I'm not the one that's saying it, but it's still <laughs> pretty racist to me. <laughs> oh, you know, but anyway. Um, yeah, let's do it, I say, but they won't do it. Yeah, no, they would never take anyone's uh, opinion on that. Our dear friend on Reddit, the Earthmaster, 
asked us to go back through our podcasts and see our predictions from this year and discuss them. I just wanted to say that we will. Next but episode. Next week. Yeah. <laughs> um, before no, that's a good I forget, idea. Uh, let's just let the standings be mostly finalized and then we'll discuss it next mm-hmm. episode. It was. I'm really looking forward to it, actually, because I don't remember what we oh, said way ne- back then. I was so high on Vicodin, I can't even see the sky anymore. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> He's blind. Um, <laughs> I'm so pumped for next episode because season's over. It's playoff time. It's playoff time. It's playoff. Time. We gonna do. We gotta. We gotta nail down what our playoff schedule is gonna yeah. be too. It's gonna be. It's gonna be willy nilly, but awesome. Uh, we got more stuff this episode though. Yeah. We ain't done. The Blues have potentially as many as five. Ooh, five lovely suitors. <laughs> Let's play The Bachelor for the Blues. Ian, who are you going... Actually, let's fucking play The Bachelor. You're going to give roses to four of these five teams, and then we'll discuss it further. You are the Blues Bachelor. Uh, Team number one is the Nashville Predators. Would you like me to describe these? Mm. Well, since you're the Bachelor, it'd be weird if you were also the narrator. Uh, The Nashville (laughs) Predators lost four games to the Blues this year, but won one in brutal fashion. Uh, We had 17 goals to their 12 in that series, meaning that pretty much every game was a one-goal game, one- or two-goal game. Um, They feel very beatable, Mm -hmm. but playoff Nashville is different from regular season Nashville. Mm -hmm. Uh, Nashville's promo package also said that they enjoy long walks on the beach and chanting, It's all your fault (laughs) at opposing goalies. They love country music. Red Solo Cup, she'll drink you up. The Nashville Predators. Bachelorette number two is the Winnipeg Jets. The Winnipeg Jets were 1-2-1 against the Blues. We were (laughs) 1-2-1 against the Blues this season. We had 10 goals. They had 18. Five were scored by Patrick Laine in one game. Patrick Laine. Not a handsome man. Mm-mm. That's not great for the Bachelorette credentials. I'll tell you what is great. Um, they are really good. They're 3-1-0 against the Blues this season. But most of their victories were early in the season when we looked like, as you so beautifully put it, canine excrement. The Winnipeg <laughs> Jets do not enjoy canine excrement, even though they own three schnauzers that they love to walk in Central Park. The Winnipeg Jets are bachelorette number two. Do they live in New York? (laughs) These Winnipeg Jets do. They do. You cannot walk outside in Winnipeg anytime, (laughs) so they have to go to New York. Due to the meth addicts. The Dallas Doom Doom Stars. She's too aggressive. Dallas Doom Doom Stars. I don't like it. This is the Bachelorette that is very sexually aggressive <laughs> and a little throaty. The Blues were 1-3-0 against the Dallas Stars this season with seven goals to their 13 because, again, very aggressive. Uh, Dallas feels like, I won't tell you what you think they feel like. I'll let you tell the people that. Um, but... Dallas, you know, they love honky tonk coffee, honky tonk and conspiracy theories about John F. Kennedy's assassination, which took place in their very own city. The Dallas Stars are hanging out in the book depository waiting for your rose. 
the Colorado Avalanche. Now, here's a gal who likes skiing and long walks on the beach. Does she like to go walks in Central Park, too? She loves to go to Hidden Valley and then find out that it's closed. That's right. She flies from Denver to Hidden Valley to ski and doesn't check if it's open in advance. She's, she's the carefree girl, you know? Mm. Life's an adventure. And she's got one big line of ecstasy. <laughs> we were 3-0-0 against the Colorado Avalanche this year, which must mean we still, well, tonight, we're 4-0-0 against the Colorado Avalanche this year. We have 10 plus 2, technically 3, 13 goals to their 7 uh, this season. Colorado's been trending upwards, but it could be an interesting series. The Colorado Avalanche, our final bachelorette. She loves that weird brown color on her third jersey that is oh so hot. And she'll wear it to bed, because why not? We are 1-2-0 against the Arizona Coyotes this season with, wait for it, six goals for and nine goals against. Nice. Nice. Nice, nice, nice. The Arizona Coyotes... Love to gamble at Gila River Casino. Will you take a gamble on love? Ian, you have four roses. Please award them to these four bachelor, four of your five favorite bachelorettes and explain why. Wait, do I get to go down to one? Yeah, we're going to have four rounds of this, okay. baby. Oh, tough ward. <laughs> uh... Team or supposedly made-up woman I don't want around my team, which I guess is me. I don't know. Who are who are you giving roses to? Oh, though? I gotta give roses, but I don't. Oh, whatever. You don't 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 okay. belabor the point, but you gotta get down to two and then hang us in suspense on whom the roses are. Fine, nah, uh, man. <laughs> I hate the <this> show. <laughs> you agreed to be on it. This, I signed oh, a waiver. Oh, by the way. Joe, average Joe, the guy from the the ver- other version of Bachelorette, is now in my world. He's a very successful stock trader. Wait, who? I think his name was Average Joe, or maybe Joe Billionaire. He was, oh, Joe Millionaire yeah. from like a long time yeah. ago, where he faked to be right. a millionaire. But now he's like a very successful stock trader. So really? He's actually rich. Isn't that ironic? Wow. Hope that lady stayed with them. She didn't, by the way. Spoiler alert. I guess you're watching that old 2002 show on Netflix. I, I hope it is. Oh, let's go watch it right now. Check it out. Um, I'm giving my four roses to the Colorado Avalanche. Give your first three and then we got to have the pause. Oh, okay. Colorado Avalanche. Aww. Arizona Coyotes. Aww. And the Nashville Predators. Because I like that she... Or one of it's them easy. lives in Central Park. <laughs> that was the Winnipeg Jets. Whatever, they all live one. there. <laughs> so your final two bachelorettes are the Winnipeg Jets and I believe the Dallas Stars. Mm-hmm. Whom will you not be awarding a rose to and why? The Dallas Stars aren't talking. They're walking. <laughs> oh, shit! There's always the crazy one in yeah. the first week that just goes all crazy and always goes home. Mm, that's this one. The Dallas Stars <laughs> have played the Blues very well this season, and in every game, the Dallas Stars decide we're going to skate real 
fast. <laughs> and the Blues say, us too. And then they don't. And then the <laughs> Dallas Stars win the game. Now it's playoff hockey. You can say this for every single one of these teams. Oh, it's going to be different for this. It's going to be different for that. And you're half right, I'm sure. But I really do think a turned-up Dallas Stars team is going to be the team that makes to the second round pass the Blues, gets the shit beat out of them by Nashville or Winnipeg. But, like, you go, hey, Blues looked really good this season. They're playing the Dallas Stars. Blues should win, and then they do not win. And you know this because you're a Blues fan, and you've seen this stupid shit happen before. You you've seen know. it. And we here at the Two Guys No Cup podcast do not feel that this has gotten enough attention yeah. in the past. So the Dallas Stars are going home. They're mm-hmm. entering the black limousine, and they're driving away. And their beautiful green desks in tears. Mm, good. I- Ian, you have four bachelorettes left. Since our last episode, the Arizona Coyotes and the Colorado Avalanche have gotten in a very severe fracas, and they cannot coexist in this house any longer unless you'd like them to, because <laughs> drama. So you have four bachelorettes remaining, the Nashville Predators and the Winnipeg Jets, who were a runaway favorite to be eliminated in the first round, but have remained because of their spunky attitude and their three schnauzers walking in Central Park, along with the aforementioned feuding Colorado Avalanche and Arizona Coyotes. Ian, please award two of your final three roses. I'm giving two of my roses. One to the Colorado Avalanche. They've made it on to the third round of my heart. Well, 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 this must mean the Arizona Coyotes are going home because the feud, how could they possibly coexist? Oh no, the Arizona Coyotes are also sticking around. Oh my god! So, you... Or so my producers have told me to say. (laughs) So, the Winnipeg Jets who are in utter shock that they're still around, <laughs> and the Nashville Predators, who are in utter shock that you didn't put them through over the Arizona Coyotes, because, my God, have you seen her eyeshadow, are remaining. Who will you give your final rose to this week? My final rose goes to... the Nashville Predators. Explain why! Well, I hate the Winnipeg Jets. <laughs> She's shown her true colors. Oh, those schnauzers were too much to handle when you went home to meet the parents. Even though the Winnipeg Jets... probably don't do until the final week. No, it's like the last two people you meet them. And then you have to explain to your parents that you're on a show. And that's very... Because they haven't heard. Yeah, they're like, what the hell's that? I'm Mormon. You know, (laughs) going to that kind of crap. They can't watch TV. Um, (laughs) Do any of you here not know a lot about The Bachelor? (laughs) (laughs) Or Mormons. (laughs) Uh, Winnipeg Jets are, what, 3-1 against us this season. Like you mentioned, most of their wins early in the season against the Blues, and we are just absolute dog crap. But I do think that the playoff Winnipeg Jets have the experience and just the, I'm going to say, the weight to just... Slam the Blues home. Slam that door shut. Connor Hellebuck, still really a goaltender. You have to play against... Uh, is he is he injured or is he in now? Bufflin? Bufflin Bufflin's for back, at least four games. That monster. Patrick Laine, really up and down season. I'm still not betting where I'm going to go. You know what? I'll take him in the playoffs. That's just fine. No, no, no. I don't want anything to do with that. I think my nightmare scenario <clears throat> is... Either whether we win the division or take second, they somehow fall to third. Mm. 
Well, I guess if we won the division, they'd have to fall to fourth. So we move up to second. Nashville knocks them to third, and then we have to face them at home, and we lose the first two games no. for oh, sure. Yeah. And then it's over. And then they just hire Craig Berube the next day. <laughs> That's my nightmare. Honestly, I'd rather... Lots of bridges to jump off in this town. Yeah. You got the Poplar Street Bridge. The first one you got Stam Usual. Stam Usual Bridge. You got the Ease Bridge, but nobody no. uses that. Is, the ch- is there a chain of rocks oh, bridge? Yes. And you know what? It goes over a chain of rocks. Oh. Actually, it goes over a canal that circumvents the chain of rocks, but we can say that it goes oh, over that's... a chain of rocks. The name always weirded me out. Anyways. Um, I'll explain it off air. I'll, okay, thank we'll you. We'll take this offline. We'll take oh, this discussion oh, I off. literally have <laughs> nasty goosebumps from that. Um, yeah, I don't really want any part of the Winnipeg Jets. And I really do actually think that even though it would be cool to finish second or even first to win the division, I do kind of want this team to start on the road. I think the way this team has come back this season, and a lot of it was on the road where they gelled together, start on the road. Win a game on the road. Puts the pressure on the other team. I really don't want to have to start in St. Louis with this team and go, better win two in a row. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. I don't feel it. Not feeling it. So are you ready for our, our penultimate week? Mm-hmm. This I, is the penultimate. I should stress that since the last episode, the Nashville, epi- the Nashville Predators have made some mildly, and I do want to say mildly, bigoted comments <laughs> towards Portuguese people. It blew up in the talk shows. Some people were saying it's overblown. That's for you to decide. So your final three bachelorettes are the Nashville Predators, the Colorado Avalanche, and the Arizona Coyotes. Please reward one rose, one rose, to grant one of these bachelorettes safety. (laughs) From the storm. (laughs) Um, I'm going to give my one rose... To the Colorado Avalanche. Oh, my God. They're making it on. They're in the final round. Yeah, they can go to Hidden Valley and walk their dogs in Central Park. So you'll be meeting the Colorado Avalanche's parents, which I presume includes Stan Kroenke. Oh, no! (laughs) Will you also... Whose other parents will you be meeting? The racist against Portuguese? Or the fighting with the Colorado Avalanche? ladies parents from our last episode a storyline which has been all but abandoned (laughs) my last rose goes to the nashville predators oh my god the arizona coyotes are in disbelief they're in shock rick talkett has been betrayed by craig berube who has no part in this production because he's a subpar coach which i don't believe at all i just want to stress Mm. that i think he's fine i just don't think he's good enough why, oh why, did you kick off the Arizona Coyotes? The National Predators are racist! They're not. They're really not. It's just a game, people. Mm. I'm sure they still don't love Portuguese people. Though. Do some digging Cristiano on the internet. Ronaldo does not play soccer. The Nashville Predators move on. The, color, or the, the Arizona Coyotes stay behind. Explain why. The Desert Dogs are 2-1 against the Blues this year. And I'm honestly, I just don't think they're going to make the playoffs anyways. But <laughs> they also scream of like, oh, this team's going to be feisty. They're going to be happy they made the playoffs. And they'll take the Blues to seven games. And for some reason, they'll win. It'll be a howler of a series. Mm-hmm. Final rose. Ian, you've met the parents. 
Stan Kroenke was predictably a real dick. <laughs> the uh, you spit in my face. The Nashville Predators' parents treated you to a good time. Uh, they took you to honky tonks, Guy Fieri's Great American Garbage Fire. <laughs> um, as well as many honky tonks, they bought you two Michelob Ultras. What's a honky tonk? And said, "Pay for the rest yourself." It's just a Southern bar, I think. Oh, very disappointing. I'm not as interested anymore. Ian, the time has come for your final decision. Who will you award? To whom will you award your rose? As the final and true bachelorette, which team? In case anyone has somehow gotten lost in this very queer and straightforward storyline, do you most want the Blues to play in the playoffs? <laughs> I give my Blues most want to play in the playoff rose. Wait! As we pause for a word from our sponsors, a honky-tonk is both a bar that provides country music for the entertainment of its patrons and the style of music played in such establishments. It doesn't matter. They're not getting the rose. It's the Avalanche. Oh, the Colorado Avalanche are your favorite team to play in the first round. Explain why. Uh, they have one line. A very good line. Very, very good line. Philip Grubauer, pretty decent goalie. Uh, shut down that one line. I think it's Cakewalk. And that's the end. Nashville Predators it. are in shock. Uh, Nashville? Screaming Na- epithets against the Portuguese. They <laughs> fully peel back the veil on that. And that's, it's really oh, it's ugly. So, <laughs> it is true. They are using the word dog a lot. Um, but, <laughs> you know, they're going home. They're off the show. You in Colorado are headed for eternal bliss. Go ahead. Take it away, Ian. Any final thoughts? I wouldn't mind playing Nashville because we were 4-1 against them. There are a lot of close games. They are different in the playoffs, but I do think... This is this is great. This is like the part yeah. where you explain why she was such a great girl, but it just yeah. wasn't meant to be. Yeah, I mean, they're a great, great team, great bunch of guys over there. Uh, <laughs> you know, metaphorical woman is a great bunch of guys over there. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I still think Colorado... Would be the easy matchup. Sure, it went to OT tonight, but I just don't think they'd be able to outpace the Blues for seven games. I I can't imagine it. Really, I can't. I can imagine somehow the Arizona Coyotes pulling that off. I don't know how exactly, but my cynical brain can imagine it quite easily. Or even the Dallas Stars, but for some reason the Avalanche. I just go, nah. I just don't think so. I think you're right. I would say. I would say. I think. I'm not gonna do a fancy like Survivor. Or like million dollar man race across the world <laughs> thing for you. I'm just gonna do like who wants to be a millionaire. Dun 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 Do you remember that music? It no, I don't. Very suspenseful. I'm not gonna do that either. Ian, we've had ninety minutes of podcast. Mm-hmm. Do we have other things to discuss? I know the one thing oh, we, we do. have to discuss. Okay. But do we have any other things before that thing? <laughs> that thing. Um, no, I just say, I'd say stay tuned for next week because I think it's going to be a banger. There's no more, there's no more other things to talk Which, about. by the way, next week also going to be on Monday. You have this game on Thursday this week yep. anyway, right? Yep. And why not just give it a week and let the playoff picture be pretty much wrapped up? Will yeah. it be totally wrapped up by then? Or? Yeah, it'll be all done. Okay. So next Monday we will be recording and then after that 
To be determined. Grab two beers, grab your animals that normally listen to this. and Make sure they're all already subscribed, both your animals <laughs> and your beer, and yeah. yourself if you want to be, to us on Instagram, and have subscribed. Do you create bots on Twitter? If Send you us do, your bots. <laughs> we won't block Russian them. bots. Bosnian bots. <laughs> I don't Slovakian care. Bots, Man. Portuguese bots. We'd be happy to welcome the wonderful people of Portugal <laughs> yes. into our family. They're much beloved and cherished. <laughs> Ian, we have one final topic. There's so many things we could talk about. Mm-hmm. We could talk about what's his nuts. Steak and Shake update 2019. Do we have any? No, we don't. They're still we, closed. We could talk about Paul Byron. Making his head go all swirly mm-hmm. to honor the NHL's <laughs> archaic. I lay down in front of you. Code. Uh, we could talk about. We could talk more about the fact that Bruce Boudreau just admitted that he was going to get fired this year. We could discuss John Cooper's extension. We could talk about how the Cardinals kind of suck, but maybe don't. Lots of topics, mm-hmm. but there is one thing that has been on the tip of everyone's tongue this year. This week. There has been no, one topic year, right. that has schmoozed its way up and down the internet like a friggin' U-Ban through a tunnel. U-Ban is the German word for subway. Oh, thank you. I don't know why I said the German word <laughs> for subway. I was trying to think of the word for uh, what the bullet train. I think there's about six degrees but, between Kevin Bacon where I see where you're going with the German word for subway. Thank you. To what we're about to talk about. It is time that we discuss the phenomenon. Yeah, I'd say so. Known as the bread sliced bagel, aka the St. Louis style bagel. I'm going to open the floor to general discussion. The Speaker of the House rarely does this, it's quite a treat. <laughs> By the way, quick aside. I am obsessed, obsessed with John Burkow, the Speaker of the House of Commons in Britain. He is the greatest. Hugh Jackman, the greatest showman, my ass, is this (laughs) motherfucker, okay? This dude wears beautiful, miraculous ties. He peacocks constantly, which is impressive, especially because he's got to wear a black robe, which he does not wear. He slings it over his shoulder, he opens the (laughs) chest, he doesn't give a fuck about this robe. And then he just screams stuff all the time. It's so great. He gets to scream order, and he'll go order, and really just loud, and then if there's an oval, if there's an oral vote and it is not decisive, he gets to just scream, and I won't even do it for the benefit of your pets that are now listening to <laughs> us on their own at home. He gets to just belt out division, and then queer the lobby, and everybody scrambles, and they vote, and it's great. So, big thumbs up for John Kurt Burkow, B-E-R-C-O-W. Look him up on YouTube now. Steven, you work from home, yes? I do now. How much uh, C-SPAN have you been watching? So much. (laughs) Here's the thing, though. I get to cover Brexit for my job, so it's sort of okay. (laughs) It's sort of okay. And I guess in this case, it would be (laughs) B-SPAN. I know so much about Brexit now. Ask me all your questions, but first, we'll do that offline. We'll discuss that offline. We'll take that offline. (laughs) 
I hate the word evergreen. You hate the word offline. It's all good. Give us your thoughts. Bread sliced bagels. Go. Oh, okay. Um, I did not know that this was only here. Most things that are St. Louis only, I do not know are only here. I did not know that is it Provel cheese? Is that the one? That we only do Provel cheese. You didn't know that that was only here? I did not know that Until was... Until when? Well, I didn't know that it was... Like, I didn't knew... I knew it wasn't the primary cheese anyone else was using, but I didn't know no other oh, place no, used no, no. it, or <laughs> no. even know what the fuck it was. I guess we just invented it. Screw other cheese. We're going to make the salty crap. That's right. I said it. I hate it. Um, yeah. On top of that, I don't uh, like it. Other cheese? Or no, Provel cheese. All other cheese is real but cheese. But you like Cecil Whitaker's. Eh, yeah, okay. I guess. That's fair. I'm not going to fight you. We've got we much got lots bigger beasts to slay. So, and then there's what? There's a trick or treat and you say a, a joke. Fuck people. People, people don't, don't do, do that, that elsewhere. Just, it's right there in the name. Yeah, you, you do a trick. You punch them in the gut and you take the candy. We got toasted ravioli and gooey butter cake. Big wins I think for the I knew about that, there. yeah. Big wins for the but, St. Louis area. Just grand slams, yeah. each one of them back to back, Fernando Tatis style. But bread sliced bagels, I thought were also everywhere, but apparently not. And apparently some people hate that. So let's, for a minute, just in case anyone doesn't know the backstory, in which case, God, you've got to get on the internet more. It's great. Yeah. It's got everything, including people going to war over bread sliced yeah. bagels. Some guy who heretofore had 21 followers and now has like 60,000 tweeted a photo. We're not jealous. Of interesting as we're just asking for 160th of that, people. We're talking about bread sliced bagels. Give us like 100 <laughs> followers now as many as you have slices of bagel in your work in the morning because apparently you do because apparently this is a st louis thing he tweeted a photo of his bagels sliced like bread like a loaf of bread just you know just cuts down the middle and he said introducing my co-workers to how we do bagels back in st louis or something to that effect and then the world burned. People were so angry. And Chips Ahoy tweeted out doing our cookies <laughs> St. Louis style and just poured milk into their thing. And <laughs> I then like freaking I saw a dude say, I'm eating my St. Louis style hot dog. And it was a hot dog uh, perpendicular to the bun. And, <laughs> and then the ketchup and mustard were like the other perpendicular direction. It was uh, just everybody chimed in. New York Police Department tweeted at back at him saying, uh, please help us report this criminal. Stuff like that. Thousands of likes, thousands of retweets, so many views, totally viral. People were furious. So give us your takes, because I've got a lot. I could go all day. Um, I guess I generally think it's okay, because then you can kind of share a bagel versus just like, here's half of the bagel. But also at the same time, like... I don't know. Be be like an adult and eat like a bagel. Just like, I, oh, I can't do half a bagel. Then just don't start eating a bagel. I don't know. Make a decision. Make a decision <laughs> as a human adult to to not eat a bagel. Then um, it looks silly on bagels that have holes in them in the middle, which is really ninety five percent of bagels. Do cinnamon crunch bagels have holes in the middle? 
they get sort of crunched, bunched up in the middle. Theoretically, really. So it always just looked like a big old loaf of cinnamon crunch to me. That to me, to me, to me, that's the only bagel that you bread slice for real. I'm not against bread sliced. You get get some of the cinnamon and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. I'm not against bread slice bagels, but the people that are adamantly for them are, I think, are a little weird. I agree. I agree. Sometimes I think people like to die on the hill that is like St. Louis, and we get a little bit of the little brother syndrome, like we're just a city like everybody else, and we do our own little thing, and we're St. Louis too. Yeah! And I like it, but when I watch other small cities do it, I go, get over yourself. You're a small market city, and you're small and tiny, and no one cares about you, and they never will. (laughs) Ever. I like it. I like it. And so when I see that happen to us, I go, you know what? Maybe we should just get over ourselves. But then when they attack us, I'm all over the place. When they attack us about these bread slice bagels, I'm not into that either. I'll double down. I'll like, you know what? I don't like bread slice bagels, but now I fucking love them. You hear me, New York, New Yorker piece of shit? I'm going <laughs> to eat these bagels all the goddamn I want. I'm going to rip them apart and just throw them up in the air and try and catch them with my mouth like it's fucking raisins or something. You feel me? You know what they're good I for? You can dip a, you can you can you can have them in little pieces and then you can dip them in like your your stuff, your milk schmear, your coffee or your schmear. In your milk. Oh, what the <laughs> fuck? No, See, here we go. Here's the here, right Real cut back. right down the middle. Dry folk, dry folk, dry folk. Don't moisten the bagel. Oh, for the love of Christ. Okay, you're right. You're right, you're Schmier, which is Montreal style, apparently. That's a whole different thing. Oh, God. So, yeah, I'm all over the place. Here we go. I'm going to start with the hottest take. Ooh. You're not going to like it. You're gonna, I apologize. I, you're going to want to bread slice them, and then you want to take them, <laughs> like, cram them, like, not up and down, right into a fucking, like, toaster, just like a ball of fucking <laughs> just dough and shit. Throw them into the face of Portuguese people. They're really taking a we're beat get, on we're, this podcast. We're getting mail. We're going to be getting some mail. <laughs> we're getting censured by the Portuguese. Here's my hottest take. Bagels? kind of suck they kind of suck their carbohydrates are theoretically the worst of the food staples for your body mm. and bagels are the worst of the carbohydrates they are a bad carb listen i'm not out here saying you should be eating donuts but why would you ever eat a bagel when donuts exist they're not any better for you. Is this, is this kind of like the muffin cupcake argument? Yeah, I guess. Okay. Just in a way. Just yeah, sort of. It's, I, I, I will eat a bagel if someone puts it in front of me. Or, you know, what, if what, they're... What if, what if they're placing the bagel in front of you to try and, like, hand it to someone else? <laughs> Just any here. bagel in front of you. Like, if it's in front of me, I will eat it. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Uh, Just checking. Like, if... I attended a church for mm. a year plus where they had bread sliced bagels every morning and they were great and the cinnamon crunch were always gone first, which, by the way, points back to my point that what people really want is donuts because that's the closest bagel there is to a donut and they're always gone. But, so, who's getting this worked up? 
over bagels. So that's where I'll turn and pivot into fuck all the way off New York. <laughs> you don't get to take a round piece of bread and be like this is the holy grail of breakfast food. But you, they do. There's you so all many are eating Jews the Amber Alert of breakfast food. And I don't get why it's a Jewish food to begin with. I mean, fine. With the locks? I think it's just the locks, The locks, fine. Okay, you put salmon on your bagel. Ooh, that makes it better. What the (laughs) fuck is wrong with you? Not with the Jews. With New Yorkers, just to be clear. The Jews are great. (laughs) What the fuck is wrong with the rest of the world? Boston's got beans, and they're like... Fuck off about our beans. Philadelphia's got cheesesteak, and listen, people, I'm sorry, it's gross. It's fine, but it's gross. Yeah, it's not I great. know you like it. I know somebody's gonna send me a message and be like, Philly cheesesteak, best thing ever. You're wrong. You could just be eating steak or a grilled cheese. They're both better. Just have one or the other. Everybody's got gross food, and fuck all y'all for judging my city, because you ain't got gooey butter cake neither. (laughs) And additionally, it's so easy. You got 20 people in your office, you slice them in to friggin' bread slices, because maybe somebody only wants a third of the bagel. Or maybe somebody wants a a little bit of Asiago and a little bit of Cinnamon Crunch and a little bit of Multigrain. And they can just do whatever they want, because that's how they do it. And you ain't gotta buy 12,000 more bagels just to feed 20 people. It makes so much sense. And also, who cares? I mean, I care, clearly, because I'm very very angry about this. But only because the internet told me to care. I hadn't ever thought about bread sliced bagels for more than three seconds before this happened and let me rewind the rest of the world finally that we gave y'all Panera you didn't give shit to us so drop the (laughs) mic case closed we can slice our bagels however the frick we want thank you any other thoughts the super Panera is frozen that really bums me. I'm out. just, I just want to just and he's shit on everybody. The cameras, folks. It still tastes good. It oh, just God comes man. as a slab. That tomato soup makes my life. Oh, different. it's very good. Oh, I'm just, I'm sad that it's not real. I mean, no. I knew instinctively yeah. that it wasn't real. If they have a wait, but everything they make is so fresh and so clean and so good and so outcast yeah. and so soft. Colleen just means clean just means that they dust it. In the back. <laughs> <laughs> we make sure the boxes don't have no goop on them. Do you guys have anything that's gluten-free? Oh, my God. We did have someone ask that one time. you want to share some Finero horror stories? Uh, someone asked us to, what they do, blend their tomato soup, and it was like, with nothing. Just blend it. Just pour it in a blender and blend it. We're not, we're... <laughs> Not assholes, so we said, okay. Yeah. I remember this guy watched us as we blended it, like, yeah, great. And he was older, but I was still like, this dude's, like, old and he knows it, and he's like, I'm just going to fuck with these people. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, all right. We also had someone ask us to cook their steak more and their, like, steak sandwich, and I'll tell you what, it's cooked all the way through. This place is not fucking around with, like, ooh, just a little bit of rare steak for you. So the red part in the middle... That's food coloring. So when they bring, <laughs> when they ask you to bring it back, like, can you cook this a little bit more? You can either say yes, or you can say no. That's, that's food coloring. coloring. <laughs> yeah, and Which just I pray know. to God when you say, oh yeah, for sure, that you somehow make it not red. 
But you can't. You can't. I forget what happened. He ate it. <laughs> <laughs> None of them were like horror, horror stories. They were all just like funny things. Uh, there was one other one. Oh, one time someone complained to us. Our Panera was attached to a library, a public library. And someone was complaining that the Panera's Wi-Fi didn't work. And we are like, yeah, but if you go on the library's Wi-Fi, which you're allowed to do, it's to- it works totally fine. This guy was like, I come in here every day. And this chair is wobbly, and your Wi-Fi is out. And he goes, do something about it. And I remember being like, okay. I, I did nothing about anything, but I was like, just get <laughs> on the library's like, Wi-Fi. Go to a different restaurant. Yeah, I was like, yeah, if this is a big deal to you, and it happens all the time, take the onus on yourself. Do something. I... Panera's great. Go go eat there. I love if you get a if you get a tomato flatbread, which I think they still offer, get salami or something on it, you're eating a pizza. It's fantastic. <laughs> oh, also, unless they changed it, if you get a half salad, you can get like you can double up on a lot of shit that's free. One of the things is the primary content of the salad. It's like the lettuce. You can literally double your lettuce for the same price because it's free. You can make a almost a full salad <laughs> for half the price by just being like, yeah, I'll double everything that's free. And like, okay. <laughs> this is excellent. Just that's saying. awesome. Um, any more thoughts on bread sliced bagels? Uh, you won me over in that I don't care anymore. About bagels. I just, like, who cares? Who cares? I put peanut butter on my bagels. Great. That sounds like it would improve bagels because bagels are kind of gross. Mm. They're just like chewy bread. <laughs> Sometimes there's bagels too if you buy them like at a store, like, you know, Schnucks or whatever, and they're in like a pack of six. There's always one because it was at the bottom and the other one sat on it. It's like That's smushed. Smushed, but like smushed into like a rock. Uh-huh. It's like hard now. It's very disappointing <laughs> to bite into. Rocks are. I agree. Mm-hmm. That's not something you should do. Mm-hmm. Speaking of things, I, I had this news to share with you, and I think I forgot, which is great. Because, were you aware, and this will appeal to John Mulaney fans, that Ice-T now has a separate show where oh. Ice-T talks about New York's most sensitive cases. And it is called I Shit You Not in ice cold blood. It in is ice just... cold blood. <laughs> it is just a show. A where good idea. Ice tea no. talks about bad people who killed other people. And it takes a little while. <laughs> <laughs> and I just hope that it's him going, or like with someone, and then that's the whole episode. What is this on? God only knows. NBC. Super Discovery Light times three. I don't know. Executive like producer Dick Wolf. <laughs> I sure hope so. Folks, check out an ice cold blood. You got any more thoughts for us? Mm-mm. We went wild with the bread sliced bagels. We got up towards two hours. Um, it's Monday. Thanks for sticking around with us. Thanks for hanging out. The 90s are back, at least for a night. Enjoy your denim. And your friends. Did you know that the Friends people Mm -hmm. make $20 million a year to this day? On just syndication? On syndication. Each of them. All six of them. The show makes a billion dollars on syndication. Matt LeBlanc has lived a pretty good life. That's all I'm going to say. So, uh, cheers to you, Matt LeBlanc. 
cheers to you, all the other people, except, you know, who cares about um, the, you know, Chandler, really. No, I love Chandler. They're all great. Mm -hmm. And Marcel, he's adorable. Mm -hmm. Um, Until next week, we'll be there for you on Monday. Good night. Bye-bye. I'll be there for you. Job's a joke, you broke Your love lives to your way It's like you're always stuck in second gear But when it hasn't been your day Your week, your month, or even your year But 